It all began when the Macon Board of Church Extension purchased a lot on Macon's highest elevation in 1913. I'm Ben Sandifer. On this episode of Middle Georgia Podcast, we visit a reunion of former members of Cherokee Heights United Methodist Church. Most records consider the summer of 1915 when the church was organized from Mulberry Methodist or October 5th of that year when Cherokee Heights held its first service as the official beginning of this church opened as a neighborhood church for the growing Cherokee Heights area, this church would soon attract people from all parts of Macon. On a Saturday afternoon in June 2023, more than 60 former members gathered for a reunion. Many of these people shared their special memories of Cherokee Heights United Methodist Church. My name is Kathy Parker Barnes. I think one of my favorite memories is the youth choir. It did not matter what was going on that day, you were going to be at youth choir. And just the friendships and the relationships that we established through that close-knit group. And Hezzy teaching us the seven last words, what that cantata has meant to me my whole life. Little did I know, 11 months ago when we planned this event, that today is actually the anniversary of her passing and so she would be incredibly grateful that we're still celebrating the church what Cherokee Heights meant to us and how our relationships have stayed together over the years. Joe Middlebrooks and you know Becky and I grew up in Cherokee Heights we mom and daddy started going in Cherokee Heights in 1946 I think they moved to Macon in 44 and started going to Cherokee Heights in 46. And Becky's mom and daddy moved and started going in 1950. They moved out on Pine Nona. We lived, we lived out in uh, Hillcrest Heights on Guthrie Drive. Becky was, as we went up through the junior senior class, senior and junior intermediate, she was always the tallest person in the class, and she hated it. I, I'd have to tell you, when the junior choir, she's slumped down like that where she wouldn't be, where she wouldn't be above her. And I'd, I'd tell you, stand up. But I was at the other end, so I, she was in the sopranos and I was in the, in the basses, so she was at the other end of the choir, choir law. She was the first girl I ever dated. When I got my driver's license, when I was six, turned 16, I called her. And Becky said I'd call her, and we, I talked to her for 30 minutes, and I finally said, you want to go to the movies or something? Just, and she'd say, yeah. I said, okay, bye. <laughs> At one time, we had the largest Sunday school in the in the South Georgia Conference. You know, at Cherokee Heights, they they, they were we had over, we'd have over 700 people attending Sunday school back in the uh, in the 50s. I'm Becky Griggs Middlebrooks. Well, just everything. I mean, I can't pick out any one thing. It's just we love the youth group, and I just think about how important that was then. I live right down the street, so I mean, you know, <laughs> it was just part of my life, or the, a main part, an important part. Hedge's daddy, you remember, he, he taught the, I think it was the third year of the, I think it was the junior department, and I can still remember, that was the first mail I ever got. He would send out 
little, they were all boys in the classroom, and he'd send out postcards to every one of us with our name on it and give us questions that we were supposed to get the answers to for the, for the Sunday school lesson on Sunday. He did that every week. Jeanette Griffin Chafin, beginning in 1942, 58, I went to Riverside. I was just looking at this picture, and I'm in there, the choir in uh, high school. And then I, I sang in the choir until I had children in the early 50s. So Mary Hester was very dear to me. I'm Sharon Causey Ogletree, grew up always at church every Sunday, uh, singing on all the choirs. And um, I, one thing I actually have thought about lately was when in the summertime when we had church outside in the parking lot and had uh, homemade ice cream afterwards. Debbie Penland Isbell. Well, of course, I always remember my granddaddy's Bible class, the Penland Bible class. He started a young people's class, young couples, and then they all grew older like us during that time. As a matter of fact, I have the big um, sign that says Penland Bible class. I still have that. You know, we had pianos in every room, and we sang before every Sunday school. Yes. And, and they asked me to play. I played poorly. I was so glad when Margie Grace took over. And also, of course, I love the Ed and Fields, and I love when we got handed over to Hesse when we went junior choir and youth choir. And that's probably, Cherokee's probably my favorite thing about Macon, Georgia. I'm Joy Rice Ellison, and I was a cradle baby at Cherokee Heights Church back in 1950. And we went there until 1972, and then Chuck and I married. He was Baptist and I was Methodist. We had each been at our home churches all our lives. And so we angered everybody and became Episcopalian. I think about Hezzy every Sunday that I've ever played. And Nancy and Kathy presented me with one of Hezzy's favorite hymnals. It has been a source of comfort to me at midnight many a Saturday night when I'm still working on the church music, but um, she just meant everything to me. I never realized until I started playing the organ that Hezzy only played with one foot, and she told me that, and, and so the classically trained organists play with both sets of toes and both heels, but Hezzy never needed but, but one strong foot to do all the amazing things that she did throughout the years. Phyllis Elder Gamble, and I grew up on Winton Avenue. And the first thing I remember is those uh, orange and black cardboard blocks that we used to play with. I just remember going to the um, Sunday school parties that Mother and Daddy's um, Sunday school class would have in the fall, they'd have like a bonfire somewhere, the Winnie Mae Hill class, and we would always have so much fun. The kids would go off and roast marshmallows while they sang and had lots of fun. Bob Kester, sitting behind the pretty girls in the youth choir, and had a great time. I am Monty Kester, every morning singing in the choir with Mary Hester Richardson playing the organ. Since I can remember, I was a Girl Scout there, and uh, I guess I started singing in the choir about 15 when the guys went off to the war. 
a lot of the men left, and so some of the younger ones, too young, really, went to sing there. I sang there any time I went there after that. <laughs> My name is Delmar Khan. We came from First Street Methodist Church about 63, 64 to Cherokee Heights. And what I remember the most, uh, I was a member of Boy Scout Troop 23. And the church was really behind us and we did a lot of activities for the church and in our Scout Troop too. We had four dens, 60 to 70 people and the majority of them went to Cherokee Heights. John Griggs. Cherokee Heights, actually, the original troop was Troop 23. It got so big that they, had, they couldn't all fit in the, in the uh, scout hut, which was behind the two houses where the kindergarten and the nursery were. So they split it into Troop 1 and Troop 23, and they met on different nights, okay? Of course, later on, after they built the, um, the new educational building, they moved it down there by where Church of the Exceptional was. Sometimes we'd take special trips Back in those days, you didn't go very far, but every now and then you'd go like in the mountains or something. And uh, one of the best experiences was Troop 1 and Troop 23 went up to uh, North Georgia and hiked down into the Little Gorge, went skinny dipping in the ponds, went over to Lake Rabin and rode in the, in the wooden boats. And uh, the guy that led that trip was Tom Clay. Uh, great experience and a uh, uh, great scouting legacy. My name is Diane Anderson Lewis. I grew up on Swanee Avenue, and I went to Cherokee Heights Methodist Church for as long as I can remember. And one of my first memories is going to nursery with both Edenfields right next to the church in an older house. Hezzy, of course. Hezzy is a wonderful memory of junior choir and, and uh, how many years she was there. And when we had the special day for her, uh, when she turned 90. That was a very good memory and all the choir people came back to sing for her and that really, really thrilled her to death. We had a live manger scene one time at Cherokee Heights. It was on the Pinona side there where the breezeway is. And as best as I can tell, we only did it one year, so I don't know what happened, but it was never repeated. Nancy Brown? Well, of course, the nursery, because I helped the Enfield girls, as we used to call them, in the nursery every Sunday, and we just had a wonderful time. It was fun. I loved it. I learned kindness from them. I learned how to take care of children. They were just excellent teachers. I've always taken care of my nieces and nephews, So, and then when they were in elementary school, I was the room mother, so to speak, and we went on field trips and I stayed with children and helping them. My name is Martha Newberry. I used to be Martha Tucker. Uh, my special memories are Mary Hester Richardson. Um, I had been away from Cherokee for a while and not attended, and I happened to meet her at lunch one day on the corner of Cherry and 2nd Street, and she advised me that I should show up to choir practice and she would hear nothing less. So needless to say, I joined the choir in 1960, I think it was, and sang in it until it was no longer in existence. Mary Hester was the prime reason that I did a lot of things. My name is Gail Causey Terry. It was Causey when I went to church. And I went to church from the time I grew up until I graduated high school in 1970. And uh, 
Loved growing up there, made a lot of friends, a lot of lifetime friends. When I was in high school and the Beatles were here, they came over and were going to be on Ed Sullivan, and I had to be at church to sing in the choir and to participate in all the youth activities. I wanted to see the Beatles, so I did not go see my mother and tell her I was sick because she would know I was lying. I would send word to my mother that I was sick and going home, and I would catch a ride with somebody else so that I'd go home and see the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Well, she would get furious with me when she found out she came home and she knew I wasn't sick. But I did it three times, so <laughs> it was worth it. I didn't care. I was going to see the Beatles. Jim Greer. And born, raised in Cherokee. Uh, my mother was the pianist for years, both in the men's Bible class and for the church. And I also filled in on piano and organ in the sanctuary and in the fellowship hall in later years. I've been doing, uh, been filling in on piano off and on for 60 years, and I've been filling in on organ off and on for 58 years. And Cherokee was Hezzy, Mum, uh, some of the others, Miss Haddock, and a few others. Big, big influence, Mum especially. I'm Chuck Grace, that's my wife Margie. Yeah, Margie Myers. And uh, we met at church and went at MIF. She used to drag me to church. and I, I, I have to admit that back then, the only reason I went to see her. There was a lot of good times up there. Uh, we got married in the church in 68. And we've married for 55 years. I am Diane Lot Lamb. We went to Cherokee Heights from maybe around 1963, 64, up until about 82. And what I remember the most is um, Althea Causey and the uh, and the children's choirs, and going to um, Epworth by the Sea with the youth and. Hezzy in the youth choir. A lot, of, a lot of good people. I'm Holly Herndon Lee. From a baby until I moved away after college to Atlanta, I was a member of Cherokee Heights. So I sang in the choir, and um, I was probably about 14, and I insisted that I wear these little high heel shoes. And my mother was like, you don't need to be wearing those, which she's Betty Herndon. And I insisted, and I was standing up in the choir loft, and I fell off the ledge in the middle of the anthem. And the whole choir just kept singing. Nobody even skipped a beat, and I just stood back up and got back singing, and that's something I'll never forget. And then there was one other, it was really funny, there was an older gentleman, two older gentlemen, they were widows, and they sat together every Sunday on the left side, and because they were deaf, they talked really loud and they would give their comments to whoever was singing or whatever, even if it was good or bad, they would just say it really loud and we would really get tickled and somebody sang, it wasn't me because I was sitting there and he said, that man sounds like Donald Duck. Mr. Patterson always had a lifesaver in his pocket for me. He was uh, Harlan Patterson, he was an usher and he'd always slip me a little lifesaver when I was walking into church. I have lots and lots of fun memories. Randall Herndon. Uh, the most exciting one was when Holly got married. She she was married at Cherokee Heights, and uh, don't uh, 90, 94. So anyway, the big flood. The year we had the big flood, she got married. So that was very exciting for us. But I uh, had a lot of a lot of enjoyment out of uh, 
Sunday school, I, I kind of helped when uh, George Greer was uh, the secretary of Sunday school, you know, and I'd go around, I ordered the literature for the Sunday school and put it out, and I'd help them go around and collect an uh, uh, offering from the Sunday school classes. And uh, Emory Leonard was down there, and uh, we'd sit around, and, and it was very enjoyable. You know, very good, very good folks. Susan Smith Moss. The high school MYF, and then the retreats we would go on. We just would learn so much. And uh, Martha and Chuck Tucker would you take, took us on some of them, and they were just great mentors. It wasn't a question of, are we going to church? It was, there, what are you wearing to church today? I had to compare with, uh, let's see, several other girls, Carrie Atwater. She lived across the street, and we dressed similar. And then as I got older, Sharon Causey, Karen Keith, Susan Butler. And I think the greatest memory is the stories when I was young. Kindergarten through maybe sixth or seventh grade, and then the youth group also, of just the love and care we had for each other. I'm Letitia Clark. I was at Cherokee Heights from about 1968 to about 2000. The wonderful people, and I loved the building. I helped with the youth ministry, so that was fun, doing all those things like the puppet ministry. and The UMW was wonderful. We had a great Sunday school class, the Christian homemakers. It was just a great place to to grow, to, mainly for your kids to grow up. I'm Ann Disher Griffin. I remember babysitting Freddie Wheeler's children. Whenever they would go off, I would be their babysitter. Preacher's kids, and they were a handful, but I loved them. I loved them. And Freddie Wheeler married my husband and I, Jesse, in 1970. Nancy Parker Marshall. Well, I was just talking, Stuart Hurst's grandson is here, and I was just telling him I was scared to death of the boiler room at Cherokee Heights, and I frequently got lost, and I'd always wind up somewhere near the boiler room. <laughs> no, my favorite memories are, of course, the people. My favorite years there were youth choir, MYF, girls' circle, going to Epworth by the Sea, all the other trips that we took. Helen Smith was the director of the Girl Circle. She took us to the women's prison so that that would make an impression on us and we would never um, want to stray because we would, we would see the impact of how things could go wrong. So that was huge impact. So really just growing up there, my grandmother was there, uh, my mother, just lots and lots of connections. Two other Methodist churches began out of the membership of Cherokee Heights, Riverside Methodist in the 1950s and Forest Hills in the 1960s. In 2010, after 95 years, 23 pastors, numerous associate pastors, and a church family of more than 1,300 members in its peak years, Cherokee Heights United Methodist Church closed and was officially decommissioned. Later that year, the huge campus would see new life when Bold as a Lion Ministries purchased the property. But the memories will live on through reunions like this one, as well as a very active Facebook group. And hopefully the influence of Cherokee Heights will be passed on through generations still to come.
music used at the beginning and end of this podcast was taken from recordings made in 1997 by Emily Greer, whose piano talent could be heard in either the men's Bible class, a church service, or both on almost any given Sunday at Cherokee Heights for more than 63 years. For the Cherokee Heights United Methodist Church Reunion Podcast, I'm Ben Sandifer.